Hey, Austin, how's it going, man? Welcome Pretty... back on the show, and hope you had fun on your vacation. I did. It was a great time. Good to be back. All right. So welcome, everybody, to the NBA and NFL show on the uh, Lower Antonio Sports Talk podcast. I'm your host, Lower Antonio. Today on the NBA show, we're going to talk about the Lakers' disappointment when they lost to the Bucs and losing to the Knicks. And then on the NFL show, let's talk. we'll talk about some uh, off-season preview. We'll talk about the NFC West, and then we'll talk about some off-season signings that happened in the last week. So let's start off with the NBA show. Let's start with the Lakers' struggles, and let's talk about the Lakers' embarrassing loss to the Knicks, along with the loss that we knew that was coming when they lost to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. So let's start with the Lakers losing to the Knicks, and also uh, tell me your thoughts on that game. Well, it was just another disappointing loss on a disappointing season for the Lakers. The well, it was heartbreaking too, and it was in heartbreaking fashion with LeBron getting his last, his final shot blocked, the game winner, and it when they played the Bucks, they just continued the woes, and it's been it's been a depressing season, and it's not looking like it's going to end anytime soon for Lakers fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this I think this loss really uh, was embarrassing, and I think that. When LeBron tried to shoot that ball to win the game, uh, unfortunately it was blocked. But if it weren't blocked, he would have made that shot. Yeah, it it was tough to see. And they struggled from the three-point line once again. And LeBron especially, he was 0 for 6 from the three-point line. That They just couldn't get anything going shooting-wise. Um, aside from the missed shot at the end, LeBron did have a pretty good game aside from his three-point shooting. But it was it was another tough one to watch. And they just continue those struggles once again over to the Bucks, and it's it's been pretty sad to watch. Yeah, absolutely, you're right about that. So now, with that being said, um, let's let's recap yesterday's Lakers game against the Bucks. So, uh, really, we knew that the Lakers would lose that game, but if you honest were to play in that game yesterday, that would have been a whole different dimension. But I know Coach Budenholzer didn't want Giannis to play and risk himself because you know the Bucks aren't are in a playoff mode, so. I mean, the Bucks did the right thing in resting Giannis so that they could make a deeper playoff run. <laughs> yeah, at this point for the Bucks, they've got it all locked up in the playoffs. So I think it was a good move to give Giannis some rest here as they make their push into the playoffs. So because of LeBron and Giannis sitting out, it wasn't much of a exciting game from either side. But in the end, the Lakers just didn't have the skill to compete with the Bucks and lost 115-101. to 101. The Lakers are 1-9 in their last 10 games. And it seems that they are just going through the motions and waiting for this dreadful season to end. They're just in full tanking mode, and it's just further disappointing Lakers fans as as games go on and on. Yeah, and we'll get to our question of the day for the Lakers in just a minute. So uh, let's talk about uh, today's games. The Bucks are playing a back-to-back against Cleveland, so Giannis is questionable today with an ankle, so I expect him to play. So I think Milwaukee easily beats the, Buc- the Cavs. Yeah, I expect them to – Beat up on the Cavs today. The ESPN's BPI index gives them an 85.9% chance to beat the Cavs today. And I see them coming out and dominating tonight. Uh, they're, they're just the, the better team, and I, I see them overpowering the Cavaliers tonight. And then the Pelicans beating the Ma- – I have the Pelicans meeting the Magic, but Anthony Davis is out with a personal matter. So I think New Orleans wins this game so that they still have somewhat of a chance to keep their playoff hopes alive. I think that uh, with Anthony Davis, if uh, with him out today, I think that the Magic are going to end up taking this one 
pretty easily. The BPI index for ESPN gives them a 55% chance to win today. And I do believe that with Anthony Davis being out, that's a pretty big loss for the Pelicans. So I think that the Orlando Magic can get a big win for them for themselves today. Yeah, they could. With the, Yeah, they could for sure. I mean, what you're saying is that if Orlando wins, they could really keep their playoff hopes alive as well. Yeah, absolutely, because – because the Pelicans, the Pelicans are no longer in the playoffs. And with Anthony Davis sitting out, they don't have much to play for anymore. And the Magic are fighting for that last spot with the Miami Heat just being back, a, I believe, a game and a half. So I think that they're going to come out hungry tonight. And I think that they can get the big win over the Pelicans, especially with Anthony Davis sitting down. But in the end, in the, who ends up with the final spot in the East, I'm picking the Heat. Because I think Dwayne Wade's going to play in the playoffs one last time. Yeah, they've looked pretty pa- pretty fantastic over their last uh, couple games, and I think that I, I agree with you there. I think that the Miami Heat are going to outlast the Magic for that final spot, and I think we'll see Dwayne Wade in his final playoffs. Yeah, and hopefully Wade could win an NBA championship in his last season. Would be exciting, but I don't see that happening anytime. Or I don't see that happening this season. <laughs> no, I think he'll play in the playoffs one last time, but it would be nice for him to come go out as a champion. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, that would be what all the fans want to see, but I don't believe we'll see that this season, but it'll be fun to see him in the playoffs one last time on the big stage and hopefully he can perform and give the fans what they want to see. Yeah, in his, in his farewell season. So now let's talk about the ESPN game of the week for NBA Wednesday, the Boston Celtics taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. I actually have the Philadelphia 76ers winning this game. Yeah, I've, I've got the Sixers winning this game too, and – the Celtics are coming in six and four in the last ten games. The 76ers are on a hot streak of seven and three in their last games. Uh, the Celtics and 76ers have had some great momentum lately, as they both seem to be in a groove. Which team will keep that momentum going, and which stars will come out to play in this game will be will, will be the deciding factor in this game. So I'm excited to see what Joel Embiid does tonight, and I'm excited to see Kyrie Irving as well. Yeah, absolutely. So now uh, let's talk about this the Knicks and Jazz game, which we won't talk about that much. I think Utah's going to beat the Knicks by 40 points tonight. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's not too bold of a prediction there. I, I think that they're going to come out too, and I think they'll beat up on the, on the Knicks here. And uh, I think Donovan Mitchell will have yet again another big game. Yeah, especially in the bright, under the bright lights of New York and MSG. So uh, I think with the Knicks – I'm telling you right now, when it come, when we'll get to our NCAA March Madness thing in just a minute for NBA prospects to watch, um, I, the Knicks are for sure tanking for Zion Williamson for that number one pick in the draft. And for good reason. He's going to be a once-in-a-generation player, and I'm excited to see what the lot, what ends up happening in the lottery picks. And, and, if, and Zion, him playing at MSG would be just quite a spectacle to watch. And you think if Zion, assuming that Zion is a member of the Knicks next season, you think the Knicks are going to look a be, look like a better team next year with Zion? Well, absolutely, and I think it could help help their recruiting in the offseason as well. So he, he's he's the type of prospect, the only one that I see in this draft that can come into a team, be an immediate impact player that could just boost their win column from the year from the previous year. And I think that he could do that easily with the Knicks and. Who knows? Maybe they end up with a uh, with a solid off season and get someone big in free agency and to pair with Zion. So that that'll be something to watch for in the off season. But they're gonna have to win that lottery first and see if they can get that number one pick. Yeah, and and speaking of the Knicks, and also 
it's not a people think it's not an attractable place to play with the Knicks because of their owner James Olin. And I don't know if you watched the video, the TMZ video of him banning a uh, New York Knicks fan for telling them to sell the team. Um, tell me what your thoughts on that when James Dolan banned a New York Knicks fan for coming to games. Yeah, I saw that. I think that he, I think that he's buying too much into what everyone else is saying. And and the Knicks have had some trouble the past few years in their management. They haven't been managing this team well, and it's really been displeasing to Knicks fans. And for good reason. I mean, if if I was a Knicks fan, I'd be completely fed up with their front office, and I'd be looking for a lot of moves up there, like a lot of people to be fired and a lot of people to be hired. They're having some trouble up there, and it's upsetting Knicks fans, and and Dolan knows it. And I, I was pretty disappointed to see him lash out at a fan like that. And it show, it really shows what place the Knicks are in right now as a franchise. Yeah, he there was a fan that said sell the team, and then he said, you don't want to come to any more games because that's rude. Yeah, I saw that. And it's just it really shows that the, the fans are starting to get under his skin, and he, he seems desperate. When, when he makes the moves he does, he just looks very desperate. And it's really showing what place the Knicks are in as a franchise. And it's got to be displeasing to those fans. And it's, it's been happening for way too long now. It's about time that that ends. James Dolan, I know from, a, from his perspective, he wants to win now. But the situation that I saw when I looked at the video again, I just thought that that's not very nice for what he did. Because you know... It just shows that he is one of the worst owners in the NBA. He's even worse than Jim Buss was for our Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't remember the last time he's made a move that wasn't questionable to me, and I'm sure a lot of the Knicks fans. They, they've just got they've got to get back in touch with that fan base, and and that's just not the way to do it at all. Yeah, the New York's a big market, and the Knicks need stars. And I think when Zion gets drafted, assumingly. The Knicks have the money, and the, the stupidest thing that happened, what, what embarrassed me was when they traded Chris Stapp's Przingis. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they're looking desperate. With that move, they looked really desperate to me. I mean, right now they're sitting with only 14 wins on the season. They're 14 for 57. I mean, that, that's dreadful. It's New York. This is the big stage. They're supposed to be good, and, and I think it's good for the NBA when teams like New York and, and Boston, those, those big kind of markets – I think it's good for the NBA when those teams are good and competing for championships, and they're just not going to be competing anytime soon with this roster. They're going to need some big offseason moves this, this year. Yeah, so now that being said, uh, so now that being said, let's talk about the Jazz and their perspective. So there was a fan that banned Russell Westbrook, but there was a fan that was banned from coming to Jazz games because he said something very racial to uh, – <laughs> To uh, Russell Westbrook, and I think someone said that uh, go on your knees or something like that. And uh, I think it was uh, I, I thought it was it was not it was embarrassing. Yeah, that's absolutely embarrassing for the Jazz fan base. But they did the right thing in banning him. Aside from it's kind of the opposite situation as uh, Dolan and, and the Knicks fan. In this situation, I fully agree with the Jazz banning this fan. There's there's no there's no room in, in any NBA fan base for racism on this type of level, especially. Um, I think they did the right thing, and you got You got to get fans like that out of there. You, you don't. You don't want that that toxic attitude and to just be the face of your franchise. If you know what I'm saying, you don't want that in your fan base. So I think they did the right thing in banning him. Yeah, they did, and uh, the the Jazz fan base had total and a lot of issues with that when when it comes to yelling at Russell Westbrook and all that. You know, but yeah, the Jazz, absolutely. The, the wife of the Jazz owner, Larry Miller, said that. Uh, she doesn't want any. Uh, she doesn't want any racism. 
No, and, and no fan base does. It's it, it just looks really poorly on their image as a franchise as well. And and I think that this was the right move. You got to get fans like that out of there. The NBA has no place for people like that. Yes, and then the Wizards Bulls game. Uh, I kind of think Chicago should win that game too. Yeah, the Wizards have had a pretty disappointing uh, disappointing season so far, and with the injury of John Wall, that didn't help at all. So I think they were looking like I think they felt like they were a playoff team at the beginning of the season, but it just it hasn't looked that it hasn't looked that way. And um, I think that the Bulls will have a pretty good shot here, especially playing at home in Chicago. Yeah, and also the Rockets playing a tanking Grizzlies team. So I think Houston will win that game as long as James Harden's on the floor. Yeah, I think uh, I think that the Rockets should be able to handle this one pretty easily. Uh, BPI index from ESPN gives them a 54% chance to beat the Grizzlies tonight. And I think it should be higher than that. I think that they'll end up coming out and stopping these guys pretty good. And then, you know who I want in this game, and the Miami Heat are playing the San Antonio Spurs tonight. So I'm going to go with the uh, Miami Heat because – you know Miami's fighting for that playoff spot. You know San Antonio's going to be in it. But Miami, I think, is desperate. Right. And and I think I, I want to say something really quick here. I think that the Spurs have done a fantastic job this season. This was supposed to be one of their down years. And, and Popovich has been able to bring this team to the playoffs with both their stars not being very good shooters from outside. It, it's been pretty impressive. I think that I think the Spurs will come out in the end in this one. I think they're the better team and they just match up better against the Heat. But the Heat will be fighting on to that playoff position, so I think this is the most underrated game of the night, and I will definitely be watching this one. Yeah, and then the Raptors playing the Thunder later today, so um, I think I'm going to go with OKC in this one because Kyle Lowry's out. I don't know if Kawhi's playing, so Kawhi's playing that still the Raptors are going to make this game very competitive against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, for sure, and, and the Raptors are 6-4 and four in their last 10 games, while the Thunder are 4-6 and six in their last 10 both teams will be desperate for a win as they continue to gain some momentum as they head into the playoffs here. Kawhi and PG will going head to head will obviously be fun to watch and Westbrook coming off suspension against the Heat after suffering his 16th technical foul of the season on March 16th. It'll be fun to see how he can bounce back after his suspension as well. Yeah, Russell Westbrook needs to stay away from technical fouls. He needs to kind of cool it. Yeah, he he has he, in that in that Warriors game you could definitely see that it was pretty easy to get under his skin. I think that He'll try to work on his attitude going forward in the season, especially with him on such a short leash, because I believe if he gets a 17 technical foul, he could be suspended again. Yeah, he could be suspended again. That could be two games for him. Yeah, and that's just not what the Thunder need as they as they gain some momentum here heading into the playoffs. Yeah, and now um, the last game of the day is the Blazers and Mavericks. I think Portland's going to win this game, because I think if you look at the standings, I think Portland wants to be higher but I think they're in a good. I think they'll stay as the four seed. Absolutely, and Dallas has had a bit of a has hit a bit of a, a slump here in their last ten games. They're two and eight in their last ten games, and Portland has been pretty hot, six and four in their last ten. So yeah, I think that Portland will come out and win this game. The ESPN BPI index actually gives them a seventy five point four percent chance to beat the Mavs tonight, and I fully agree with that. I believe that Portland will come out on top tonight. Yeah, and they are desperately to, to get a win in the first round of the playoffs when the playoffs begin, which we'll talk about in a later episode. So, uh, speaking of the Mavericks, when it comes to coaches on the hot seat, I do not put Rick Carlisle on the hot seat because I think he's done a tremendous job with this this Mavericks team. I think Mark Cuban is fine with the decision to keep Rick Carlisle around for this rebuilding process for the Dallas Mavericks. I completely agree. I'd like to see him with the roster for next season. I think that they're going to have a better roster starting from scratch with that roster that they have now. 
starting next season, I think that he can have a much a much more successful season. And I think that he is absolutely not on the hot seat. I'd like to see him go going forward with a better roster as these players like Luka Doncic continue to progress into their NBA, NBA careers. And for the Knicks, with them having the worst record, it's not on David Fisdale, their head coach. It's not his fault. No, it, it's just hard to win with a roster like that. When the management's giving you a roster like this with these kind of pieces, I, I mean, I don't know what else you can do as a coach. You could try your best in coach, but this team is just – they're not built for a playoff run, and, and I they, they got to make some moves here in the offseason to try to get back on their fan sides and, and gain some momentum and as a franchise – and get back to their playoff ways. Yeah, for sure. So so now uh, let's talk about some NBA prospects to watch in March Madness. Zion is definitely one of them. I'm interested in seeing Cam Reddish and also R.J. Barrett and a guy from Murray State, Ja Morant, who I think is going to be a Phoenix Sun. Yeah, I, I see Ja. Ja Morant has just absolutely jumped the draft boards this season all the way up to a lot of draft boards having him number two right behind Zion which I believe he will be drafted as number two as well. He's the most fun prospect to watch, in my opinion, behind behind Zion, of course. He's led this Murray State team to the tournament. We'll be going up against some big-time big – he's a big-time player to watch. He'll be going up against Marcus Howard as well in the first round out of Marquette, which will be a lot of fun to watch. Um, something we haven't gotten to see from Morant that I'm, that I'm excited to watch is him play against some tough competition because he plays in the Ohio Valley conference. He has only had the opportunity to play two games against power conferences, power conference opponents. In those games, he scored 25 points against Auburn and 38 points against Alabama. So seeing Moran go against such a high level, high skill level in the tournament will be very fun to watch. And I'll be looking out for that for sure. Absolutely. And then did you already make your uh, NCAA March Madness bracket? So, I did. I did. I, I, I made it right away. I was, I'm just too excited for the tournament. Yeah, so I have, uh, for my final four teams, I have it being Duke, Gonzaga, Villanova, and Kentucky. And I actually have Murray State on my bracket actually going to at least the six, the Sweet 16. My final four currently is Duke, Florida State, and then Virginia and UNC. I really like Florida State, and I think that they're going to be a team that could surprise a lot of people. They're definitely the, my dark horse for the tournament. Who's your dark horse team again in the NCAA March Madness? Florida State. Um, my dark horse team who could play a Cinderella story is Murray State. Yeah, they've definitely got the prospect for it. He's he's one of the most exciting prospects in the, in the tournament, and I think that I think that aside from John Morant, the only thing that would be holding them from a Cinderella story is as the rest of their roster is not up to par. I would say they're not as good, and but. John Morant, if he can, if he can just take over games like I know he can, he reminds me a lot of Trey Young and his ability to take over games, but just with more athleticism. So I think that that definitely will be a team to watch for as a Cinderella story. And I expect I expect, I expect John Morant to be a member of the uh, Phoenix Suns because I think he and Devin Booker would be a great complement together in the backcourt. Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll definitely be in, end up going second overall in the NBA draft. And you think Phoenix has the pick, the second overall pick? Yeah, depending on how the lottery goes this year, we've seen a lot of surprises. But as of right now, yes, assuming that, that the Suns get that second pick, I think John Morant will definitely be headed to Phoenix. And then and then and I already said my final four teams. It's Duke, Gonzaga, Villanova, and Kentucky. And who's gonna be in the championship? It's gonna be Coach K against Coach Cal. 
I'm I, I'm looking for a UNC Duke round four in the championship. I think that would be something super exciting and would be excellent for the NCAA. Um, I, I hope to see that for sure. I think it would be a lot of fun to watch Zion go up against these guys once again. He didn't get to go up against UNC the first two times. And then the last game was an instant classic with Duke only winning by one point. So I'd love to see them go up against each other in the championship. And I think UNC, surprisingly, I think they're the most talented team as far as depth and their starting lineup goes in this in this tournament. I think that they'd have a very good shot at beating Duke in that national championship. They could, but um, but I the reason why I want Duke and Kentucky because I like both coaches, Coach Cal and Coach K, and I think uh, it will be fun to see both those coaches go against each other. And my projected score for that game is going to be Duke seventy eight, uh, uh, Kentucky seventy five. What it's going to come down to is that when Kentucky has the ball, they shoot the three to tie the game, and Zion blocks it to win the game for Duke. Would be a storybook ending to Zion's Zion's college career for sure. The number one pick, I, I hope to see him make a deep run. I don't want to see them get upset because I, I want as much Zion Williamson as I can get before he heads out of college. So as of right now, I'm sticking with Duke and North Carolina in the national championship, and I've got Duke coming out on top. Yeah, it's not going to be a blowout or anything. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a classic. It's going to be kind of like when North Carolina played Villanova, but Villanova actually upset that. Remember that? When yeah, that, oh, such a, such a great game, an instant classic, and a lot of fun to watch. I actually like Villanova, too, because Josh Hart went there. Jay Wright's a good coach. And also, Villanova's a very good school, too. Yeah, they've had a, they've had a great basketball program uh, pretty much as long as I can remember. So I definitely look for them to have a decent run as well. But, but I have them out of the Final Four. You, you don't have Villanova in the Final Four? No, I do not. What, what, and Virginia, maybe. Yeah, Virginia looks like a strong team, and I think they've got all the talent to make the Final Four. So right now on my bracket, I've actually got them making the Final Four after beating Tennessee in the Elite Eight. Yeah, and you have them playing uh, You have them playing North Carolina in the Final Four? Yes, and I think that'll be a fun game, but I think UNC's talent alone will have them beating Virginia in the Final Four. And I have Duke playing Gonzaga in the Final Four. Yeah, Gonzaga's looking to make their their Final Four appearance, and and I, they have the talent this year. They're a lot of fun to watch. They, they, they're getting one of their better players back. And I actually had them beating upset by Florida State. Um, that was just, that's just me going out of limb here because you never know what's going to happen in March Madness. So that's my big upset in the Sweet 16. As far as that goes, um, I, I would not be surprised if Gonzaga made a deep run. But right now I don't have them in my Final Four. Yeah, so uh... – so I'm excited. It's about to start on Tuesday. So let's, our question of the day is uh, who's to blame for the Lakers' struggles and is Luke Walton on the hot seat already? <laughs> well, I think that the attitude from the, from the players alone is, is the biggest blame for me. Um, everyone, in my opinion, is to blame. The whole, the whole team's attitude is to blame, especially LeBron, Luke Walton's Luke Walton's lack of ability to bring the team together is to blame. Team chemistry is to blame. Uh, I think high expectations going into the season are also to blame. The, the Lakers were overconfident for most of the season, thinking that they just deserved a playoff run just because they had LeBron on the team, and that clearly was not the case at all. So right now, Luke Walton, I, I think he's absolutely on the hot seat because LeBron is simply a coach killer, and his, and his next victim is Luke Walton. To me, the only coach LeBron fully respected was Eric Spolcher in his career, and I think that's why they had so much success in Miami. 
But so right now, I think Luke Walton is on the hot seat. And who's to blame for the Lakers' struggles? Everyone. Yes, everyone. Injuries and 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 the question will be asked when we're on the show, on the air next week. We'll talk about if you and I predict if Luke Walton's going to be fired at the end of this. Well, that's a question we'll save later. All right, I'll, I'll keep my I'll keep my uh, my opinion on that one quiet for now. Then. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep ours quiet for now because <laughs> it's about seeing how the season ends for the Lakers. For my final NBA thought is that. Uh, I'm kind of right now canon on if Luke Walton's going to get fired or not. I, I have no comment to say about that because I don't want to guarantee it because we're still in NBA season right now, and uh, it's going to be up to Magic and Rob to decide this. Yeah, well, I'll keep my opinion quiet on that for now, but all I'll say about that is I'm just absolutely fed up with the Lakers, and, and they need to make some moves here in the offseason, and I expect them to be very active. Um, and for my final NBA thoughts, uh, just a quick fun stat for you. Uh, a fan on StubHub actually paid $6,970.50, including fees for two courtside seats to the Bucks versus Lakers game uh, last night, where LeBron and Giannis didn't even play. So I thought that was pretty cool. Wanted to bring that up. Let's get your thoughts on that one. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Pretty crazy. I don't know. I don't know how they're feeling now after going to that game and not seeing much. <laughs> hopefully, yeah, so- hopefully he wasn't a Lakers fan. Yeah, so now that being said, we'll, uh, we're going to stop this NBA segment for now, and then we're going to do the NFL one, which, man, crazy offseason for the NFL. And uh, get your thoughts on what happened in the last week when you were in Florida, when, when you were in Florida hearing all this crazy stuff. Absolutely. I can't wait. I got a lot to say. <laughs>